You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. He finished last week's game with a torn bicep, which is incredible. I can't imagine how much that would hurt as a defensive end, but he, he kept going in there. Um, I got bit by a mosquito at the lake, and I could barely walk the next day. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two It Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready? Set. Welcome to the Two and Out CFL podcast with Travis Curra and Brazilian Ty. Of course, we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Now, Ty, holy crap! How, how are you dealing with this heat? You're out in Manitoba right now. How hot was it today? Thirty-four degrees with the humidity. That's uh, <laughs> safe to say there is some water out here. So it got up to 30 today. I don't know what it was with the humidity and red deer, but tomorrow's 33, Friday's 37. What are you looking at for Friday, man? Uh, I'm looking at my assistant doing a lot of the work. People need to know the sacrifice you put in for the Two and Out podcast. I do not know if you were going to live to see the end of this episode. You are recording in a truck right now with no air conditioning on. We really need to hurry, don't we? Well, I'm I'm viewing this as kind of a uh, workout slash podcast because I should be able to sweat off about five pounds tonight. Yeah, so if you sit and sweat, you are losing weight, right? Yeah, I'm like one of those old Italian guys at the at the spa, at, at the gym in the uh, in the uh, in the steam room, like on Friends when Chandler goes with his father in law. <laughs> Oh, my God. So if by the end of this show you start complimenting the Montreal Alouettes, we know what's wrong. Oh, absolutely. In the Huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out Podcast. The CFL will pay tribute to 12 trailblazers over the next couple weeks as a part of the Diversity is Strength campaign. Uh, Love that the league is doing this. It's really cool. Last year, they came out with the shirts. Uh, Now, they're really putting it into action here by highlighting people from all different ethnicities and backgrounds to really show what makes the CFL and what makes Canada great. For sure. And Canada is, I know it's a terrible cliche, but that's a melting pot. It's, it is a country full of people from, it's full of people who have immigrated from other countries and have built a life. And now their kids and their kids' kids, uh, you know, are, are living here and, and they're, they're first generation, second generation Canadians. And it just shows like, the people that can come together and make a community. And that's exactly what the CFL wants to try to do as well. And I think, I think it's just awesome. Yeah. They're telling some amazing stories from Joey Moss in Edmonton to Neil Hughes growing up Métis in Regina, man, there are some really uh, amazing stories 
to be told here. We got Obi Khan uh, from Winnipeg. He's a Muslim of Pakistani descent. So if you want to see all these amazing stories, cfl.ca slash DIS. Of course, that's standing for diversity is strength. Now, we get to this here, and I, I think a lot of people across the league have praised Commissioner Randy Ambrosi for taking swift action on players that have gotten into legal trouble, especially when it comes to violence against women. Now, the CFLPA came out on Wednesday saying they are uh, going against the league, that they might be violating a labor agreement by suspending players charged with crimes that they really maybe have not been convicted with yet. What do you make of this? I don't know the CBA off the back of my hand, but I'm assuming that there is a morality clause somewhere in there or an ethics clause where, you know, you do have to uphold a certain amount of decorum off the field. And if you're not doing that, you can be held in violation. And if your name comes up in one of these cases, I don't think you're, you know, being an upstanding member of the community to say the least. Of course, the league has come out and said that they look at each situation uh, by a case-by-case basis and using the best and most reliable information available to them. And uh, they're not going to really say anything more because these are in front of the courts right now. But I look at it as the CFLPA basically doing their job. They they have to stand up for the players uh, in good and bad situations to help them keep a job. That's basically what the Players Association mm-hmm. is there for. It, it is to protect the players, the players' best interests, um, you know, and that's what the commissioner is doing for the owners at the same time. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know if the CFLPA really has a leg to stand on, but, you know, they do have, they do have to come out and, you know, say something. And, you know, I, I, maybe this is now going to be part of, of the new CBA when it gets negotiated at the end of this year. Uh, that yeah. there will be some, that something some wording might change or something or other like that. Uh, I think this might be a first step towards that. But as of right now, I, I I'm sorry, but if, if you are even in like it's the same with Roberto Osuna with the Jays right now, or well now he's with Houston. He hasn't been convicted. He hasn't gone to trial yet. But the MLB has st- still suspended him for those 75 games because it they obviously knew something, and you know. It was domestic violence, so they, they have a policy for that. I don't know if the CFL does, but Randy Ambrosi is sure as hell trying to put one in, and I have no problem with it. You know what? And these things, and I know there's the innocent till proven guilty thing, but these things don't, they don't just pop out out of nowhere. No. I mean, if, it, if you're it's just very a good rare guy. That they do. do. Yeah, exactly. It is very rare. I, I'm not going to say that they do, but I mean. You put yourself in these situations, uh, whether you uh, like to do... It was the thing with Ben, ben Roethlisberger and even Kobe Bryant. I mean, <laughs> you're putting yourself in these situations, man. You kind of bring them on yourself. They don't just come out mm-hmm. of nowhere. So uh, you, you learn from that stuff. The Riders are off this week, but uh, a little bit of news to talk about there. They signed Luchez Purifoy really fast and they're on by this week we'll see if they end up working him in to that defense in Saskatchewan but Ottawa was using him quite a bit they were actually using him on returns as well and in the Toronto game 
Toronto was really picking on Luchez Purifoy quite a bit, and he took some bad penalties. And there were rumblings actually on Twitter today that the Purifoy release from Ottawa was not a football or financial move, which I just find Mm -hmm. really hard to believe. They're going to get Sherrod Baltimore back in there, who was, I thought, a good option as a rookie for the Red Blacks last year. So uh, I think they're okay. Their secondary has given up a lot of yards. So uh, something wasn't going well with the Purifoy uh, experiment, I guess, in Ottawa. But he might be able to do some good things in Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan, you can't go wrong adding another uh corner or you know a defensive back that too because we're one we're one they're one injury away from duran carter moving back there and he's got some cfl experience and that is big Mm -hmm. as well oh for sure you can't there is something to be said for experience sure he's gotten picked on a, a little bit this year especially last week against toronto he's still a veteran can still make plays Uh, And like I said, depth is never a bad thing. Speaking of veterans, we didn't talk about this on uh, Tuesday's show, but Chris Jones ended up working out Terrell Owens on Sunday. And Jones was quoted on the beginning of the year saying football is a young man's game. Now he's working out a 44-year-old receiver. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to list off some names here. Okay. Bakari Grant, Rob Bag, Chad Owens. Why? Why were they cut? Because football is a young man's game. Am I wrong? Is that 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 was what Chris Jones said? That's what he said. Why the hell are you working out a forty-four-year-old Terrell Owens? It doesn't make sense to me. It's not like they need to sell tickets or merch in Regina. If you're working out Terrell Owens, call Bakari Grant. Maybe he maybe he's willing to come back. Call Rob Bag. Maybe he's willing to come back. I can't mention Chad Owens because I didn't have him. I didn't have him on my list, and he's still mad at me. <laughs> but yeah, give give any one of those three guys a call and see if they want their spot back. Like I, I don't get it. Terrell Owens hasn't played football in in what since 2011. Yeah. So why? Why? You can't, you can't, you can't say one thing and then talk out the other side of your mouth, you know, three months later, and work out Terrell Owens at forty-four years old. I'm pretty sure people caught on to that. And I saw some people saying that, hey, you can use them for the jump ball in the end zone. That's not a CFL play. When you're on the ten yard line or whatever, you still have twenty yards of end zone. So the jump ball mm-hmm. thing is really non-existent in the Canadian game. That is basically point. exclusive, I think, to the NFL when you're on the one-yard line and you throw those three-yard fades or whatever. That, the, that really doesn't happen. Oh, for sure. Uh, red, red zone offense, for sure. I find in the CFL, if you are going to throw the jump ball, it's more uh, you know, to mark, to move down the field to yeah, try to make a big play. Exactly. Um, it, it's not used that much in the red zone. I, I don't find. I think there's a lot of... Uh, you can still run a post. You can still run a corner out. Uh, you can run a really good out with with the amount of guys you can have in motion, and you know make the def- You don't even have to run a pick. You can make the defense pick themselves with the routes that you run. 
Um, there's there's just so much room that you don't need that 50-50 ball. But like I, like I was saying, it is used more. Like you see it with Duke Williams. You see it with the taller guys, SJ Green. They'll, they'll throw jump balls to them. They'll throw those 50-50 balls, but it's it's not really that much in the red zone. It's more to move the ball down the field, maybe get a penalty call and you know get a first down that way. Yeah, those are 45, 50-yard plays. They're not just the, yeah. the, the red zone plays here. Now, I'll admit, no. I'm a T.O. fan. Uh, I'm a fan of the guys with the big personalities. And that might come from me being a wrestling fan since the age of three. Because uh, I, I like a guy, if he can't do it in the ring, if he's got it on the mic, I'm a fan of that guy. But how could a locker room function with Terrell Owens and Deron Carter in the same room and possibly on the same offense? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they could reign and handle that. It, I would. It would be like DX all over again, where you just didn't. You didn't have a. But I'm not talking old DX. I'm talking like Attitude Era DX. Yeah, yeah. Not not after Shawn Michaels found Jesus. <laughs> yeah, before, when he was still. A- yeah, when Attitude Era DX, there was there wasn't enough camera time for Triple H and and Shawn Michaels. There just wasn't. That's how good it was. <laughs> I'm not saying that the offense will be good, but the drama coming out of that room and the quotes will be that good hey, if yeah. they ended up on the same offense. And I, it would basically be a 24-hour news feed <laughs> for, this, for, for, this, for the Regina media. Maybe we can be done talking about Johnny football if this does happen. Oh, wouldn't that be the best? <laughs> Let's talk about this week's games. There are only three of them. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Nothing talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. So uh, we start with Edmonton versus BC. It is a late game here. And you know what? I think that's a big consideration when we talk about, and this is totally off topic, bringing in a Maritimes team to the CFL. The time zones are going to be an absolute mess. Like basically Mm -hmm. these 8 o'clock starts in Vancouver, 8 o'clock mountain time I should say. Will be one thirty in Newfoundland. (laughs) <laughs> or I guess well one o'clock in Halifax. I, I believe it's five hours. Wow! So like, the travel there is a lot that goes into putting another team into the East uh, for a country this big. So even as it is, this game's going to start at ten o'clock uh, out east in Toronto and Ottawa and Montreal. And speaking of Toronto, oh, hopefully. You guys are staying dry out there. Ty, did you see that rainstorm? I did, and I was kind of <laughs> jealous. Oh, 100 millimeters of rain. You were hoping you had that when you're working in the 34 degrees. I wouldn't be working, I tell you that right now. <laughs> I would have actually had time to prep for this show. <laughs> Send that rain out west, because the wildfire smoke here in Alberta, the air quality, and uh, BC really needs it. So, <laughs> And I know I know, down in Outlook, that area, McCrory, they're already harvesting because it's so dry. Really? So, yeah, we, we, we need it. August 8th, and they're... It's the harvest. Yeah. Holy crap. So Edmonton yeah. versus BC. This game happened in week three, but the Lions, 
a little bit different team now. It was 41-22 for the Eskimos. Jonathan Jennings had that start. The Lions actually had an early lead in that game. But Mm -hmm. now the Lions have added Sean Lemon. Looks like he's going to be starting opposite of Odell Willis. But you got to assume it's going to be a three-man rotation there with Gabe Napton in tow. And we got Travis Lule as the starter. The Eskimos are starting to get a bit healthy here. Justin Sorensen, Forrest Hightower, Jameel Smith, Mike Moore, and Godfrey Onyeka all get on the roster. So they're getting healthy at the right time here. Now C.J. Gable goes into this game without a backup. It will be... Uh, Calvin McCarty as the backup for uh, Mr. Gable in this one as we have Jordan Robinson going back to the practice roster. On the BC side of things, Trayvon Van listed as a starter for the BC Lions as Jeremiah Johnson aggravated his ankle injury on Monday. Chris Rainey is going to get back in the lineup as well as Shaq Johnson. Now... The Lions have the third-worst pass and rush defenses in the CFL. So, Eskimos is a good idea to load up on here. Now, I, <laughs> I've i been playing with some lineups today. I actually let's, let's be honest. There's two teams to load up on this week. Yeah, there is. There, there totally is. <laughs> now, I made a lineup, you're not going to believe this, that actually had um, Mike Riley and Duke Williams. But the rest and nothing of- <laughs> but twenty five hundred dollar guys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't really know if I want to go with that. Um, but I think CJ Gable is a pretty good pick against that rush defense in BC. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, I and he has proven this year and you know towards the end of last year that he is a, a top tier running back in this league. And now that he is actually getting to show it, uh, it's it's something to marvel at, really. Um, you know, he's so much fun to watch. And, you know, with no backup um, other than Calvin McCarty, I, I don't know if they would be willing to put Calvin McCarty in, um, you know, late in a game to try to spell uh, Gable if it's close and they want to kill time. I think Gable would get still get the majority of the carries. But if it's a blowout, you could see McCarty come in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the... Riley and Stafford stack is a little bit easier, obviously, to pull off than the Duke Mm -hmm. Williams and Mike Riley one. Williams had an off week last week. I really can't see that happening again. Now, Travis Lule is a really cheap option. He is the cheapest of the starting quarterbacks this week. Do you have a situation where you like starting him against Edmonton? Oh, yeah. Like, I... Edmonton has proven that their pass defense, while they're not giving up a whole ton of points necessarily, they are they are giving up a crap load of yards because they play such a soft zone that it, it's really hard not to not to think about picking Travis Lule, especially at that price point. Yeah, I, I really don't mind picking Lule either. He seems uh well, obviously the Lions are a bit different offense when he's there. Uh, mm-hmm. Manny Arsenault has been having some games. Obviously, I, I kind of ignored last week because when you're against the Calgary defense, it seems it's a completely different animal than the rest of the league. Oh yeah, so you kind of just it, ignore. It, it, what it's the one. There. It's it's like the Mike Riley one-off game where he scores forty-one, but you only score four. 
Yeah. It's the exact opposite <laughs> when you play Calgary. <laughs> now, I really like Ricky Collins as a sleeper this week. The last three weeks, he hasn't put together big numbers. He's only had two catches in the each, each of the last uh, few games here. But uh, he had seven targets against Winnipeg. 10 against Ottawa, and he had four targets last week against Calgary. If you're looking for a cheap receiver to fill up your lineup, I'm putting him in my lineup, so I might just have to eat it if he does bad. He's just over $4,000. So if you believe there is some room in that zone defense for Edmonton, hey, hopefully for Eskimos fans, they're going to play just as aggressive as they have been the last few weeks. Then... Maybe there is some room for a Ricky Collins game here uh, in Vancouver. I like him, I think. And he he averages just over 9.6 points against Edmonton. Averages 9 points, uh, you know, in the last couple years in games that he's played. Um, You know, not a bad option for for what he's at. He could, if he can get, you know, four or five catches and close 80 yards and a touchdown, you're laughing. You're absolutely laughing. Who are you picking to win, Ty? I... (sighs) I got to take Edmonton. I know I said their defense gives up a lot of yards and everything, but Mike Riley, it's just so hard to bet against them. Um, you know, and the, this BC team hasn't, you know, really it, with Lou, they, they're totally different than they are with Jennings, but I just don't see it yet. Man, I, I actually could see this game going either way with, uh, but BC's got the five days. They played Calgary on Saturday. Edmonton has uh, a full week. They are getting healthier. I think Riley likes to go play well in BC because that's where he was first. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Edmonton in this one as well. Full disclaimer, full disclaimer, uh, I got lost Saturday night at somebody's farm. I was at the lake all day Sunday and Monday morning. My prep is subpar to what it normally is, so I'm really just flying off the seat of my pants here. <laughs> Man, it's all feel this week. It's all feel. It's all from your heart. You're going to have the best week of the season. I guarantee it. I like that. I like that. I've been all over the place this week, too. So I was camping this weekend in Banff. And then, (laughs) oh, I unloaded my stuff. (laughs) This is so stupid. And then I realized that I left my big cast iron pan that I put a lot of time into those things with the seasoning and all that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's less and less sticky every single time You've I never use washed it. it, right? Exactly. And then... Oh, yeah, it's the best. Everything tastes like bacon. And then I realized I didn't bring it home <laughs> along with my portable grill. So I get a hold of the campsite, and uh, they're like, yeah, it's still here. I remembered what bear locker I put it in and everything. And I, I put a thing on Facebook... <laughs> And somebody said, hey, I'm going to Banff and I'll pick it up for you. Well, today they went to the campsite to pick it up. And the campsite said, hey, about half an hour, somebody was here to pick up the stuff. Oh, somebody stole it because they knew you left it there. Come on. (laughs) That is unreal. How did they know? I'm sorry, but that's hilarious. How did they know? It It has to be somebody... On your Facebook you friend list. You think it's somebody I know? <laughs> I bet you it was Patrick, and I bet you you're never going to get it back, or you'll get it back as a Christmas present. If it was, oh, if that shows up <laughs> under the tree from my brother, I am going to bang him over the head with that pad. <laughs> 
I I'll, I will come over and shake his hand and drive him to the hospital. <laughs> so, that's a straight boss move. I I took it down as soon as somebody stepped up. So if they saw it and they went mm-hmm. to Banff to pick up this bad boy, good on them. So somebody's enjoying the fruits of my labor with that pan. You got to be thinking it would have been cheaper to just go buy your own than drive all the way to Banff. <laughs> yeah, if somebody actually saw that on Facebook and took the time to But the sweat equity, the sweat equity that you put in. That's what I'm more like, upset about. <laughs> My whole place smelling like canola oil. Oh, whatever. I, I guess I got to kiss that one goodbye. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Hamilton and Winnipeg. This is another game that happened earlier this season. The Ticats beat the Bombers by two touchdowns, 31-17. But both teams, I think, were a lot different then. Chris Strebler was starting for the Bombers. Alex Green was not there in the backfield for the Tiger Cats. He had two touchdowns last week. For the Tiger Cats in this one, they might not be seeing Adrian Tracy at defensive line. The Tiger Cats actually have the worst rush defense in the Canadian Football League, giving up over 156 yards a game. That's kind of hard to believe. Larry Dean, Simone Lawrence, Ted Laurent... You'd think these guys would be tough to run against. You would think, but look at the teams that they've had to play against. Like they've they've faced some pretty good running backs. They have. Early there's in this a year. lot uh, in this league right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, those are guys that are definitely tough to stop when you look at it. Uh, you know, Don Jackson. We didn't really know what Don Jackson was going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, he had a pretty good game. Or well, an okay game, um, but yeah. Then you got Edmonton, then Winnipeg, then Saskatchewan back to back, and then Ottawa, Montreal. Like Montreal, we make fun of Montreal a lot, but I mean Tyrell Sutton's still really freaking good. He is. Um, you know, so they they've kind of gone through the ringer of uh, of running backs, and they they still have to play Toronto twice, and they still have to play BC twice. Uh, you know, and then they still got Ottawa two more times. Like. They're they're in tough, but like every team has to play these guys. It's just I I don't know what makes them susceptible, but early on in this year, it doesn't look very good. It might be uh, the focus on the pass defense because mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite for the Hamilton pass defense. They are top, like top three in the league. There, they're they're actually only second to Hamilton right now, or to Calgary. Sorry, when it comes to pass defense, so. Uh, they're tough to pass against. The the rush defense, not so much so far. If you had Jerry Glanville as your DC, would you really want to give up a? Would you really want to give up like a a thirty yard pass and go back and look him in the eyes? <laughs> Probably not. And I'm like, so I'm, happy I'm, that guy's in the CFL right now. He's oh, great. He is so he is so good. He's great. I just want to see him. I want to see him get mad at somebody and take off his sunglasses. Ooh. Because because then we get the CSI Miami meme and then we can get the music behind it and it's even better <laughs> than when Caruso does it. Oh, I want to like, see this. Yeah! <laughs> it would be unreal. <laughs> the Winnipeg, there, we've gone up. We've gone off the rails. The finally. Winnipeg Blue Bombers could be without Maurice Leggett in this one. As for the Bomber defense. They're top four in defense in both rushing and passing. They continue 
to defy the odds by <laughs> still forcing turnovers left and right. I, I think it's been three years now that people have said this defense won't keep this up. Like, is this the week it stops? I don't know. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Jeremiah Mazzoli has thrown six interceptions. And mm-hmm. up until now, he's done really well at protecting the ball. He's going to need to do that if they want to beat Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. he needs to limit the mistakes. Yeah, I don't want to say play perfect football because you don't need to do that against Winnipeg. You need to limit the mistakes, not give them an opportunity to get turnovers, and you can beat them. You have to finish drives, though, and I think that's going to be the big thing. If Hamilton can finish drives, and they've got a real shot at winning this ball game. If they're just kicking field goals, I, I don't think they have a shot. Andrew Harris costs $10,136. Is, is that a lot? Or? It's the second most in the <laughs> CFL as far as TSN CFL fantasy goes. I've got him in my lineup this week, though. He averages 14.9. Now, I couldn't do Mike Riley, Duke Williams, and Andrew Harris, but maybe you can do that and start no one else. <laughs> well, that I mean, if... If Mike gets 41 points and Andrew Harris goes off for 30, you know, and then if if Mike's throwing for 45 to 40 points, Duke's probably getting 25 of those. You you might end up top five a week in your league. <laughs> but in, in, in the last guys. couple of years, in the last couple of years, Andrew Harris has averaged uh, around, right around 14.9 uh, in five games. So $10,000 I got a little bit of a problem with, uh, but... He is probably he is the number one running back this week, uh, with only three games going. Uh, prices are going to be a little bit higher and inflated, but I, I'd have a really hard time paying that much. Who are you picking to win? I'm going to take Winnipeg, uh, just because I think that you know they're they're going to be able to not pick apart uh, Masoli so much, but they're they're a defense that capitalizes on mistakes, uh, and we know Masoli. This year, anyway, has been a little susceptible to the interception, so uh, I see them turning the ball over a couple times and, and taking this one. Taking Winnipeg, too. They're off the bye. They're at home, and they've looked really good lately. Um, mm-hmm. They smashed Toronto uh, twice, twice in a row, and before that, they did lose to BC, but since that loss, they've looked really good. So I'm going to go with the Bombers as well, as well at Investors Group Field. Before our next game, the last one of the week, got to say thank you to ATB Financial. Now, of course, Diversity is Strength Week coming up this week and next in the CFL, but ATB helps support all Albertans, whether it's rain, shine, or rainbows. They've got you covered. Happy Pride. They actually partner with Camp Firefly and the Jasper, Lethbridge, Edmonton, and Calgary Pride Parades. ATB accepts all Albertans, so they are a, a part of the diversity of strength as well, I think we can say. ATB.com slash pride for more information there. The last game of the week, it's God's gift of football, Johnny football, uh, with the Montreal Alouettes against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Ottawa won the first matchup 28-18 in week four. Brad Sinopoli, for some reason, 
just lights up the Montreal Alouettes, and he's been lighting up everyone this season. He uh, put up 148 yards in the Owls in this one, and William Powell had 138 yards. Now, the Owls are second last in rush defense. Last, I'm surprised they're that high. (laughs) Yeah, and they're last in passing defense. So... Uh, it might just be a product of the offense when they get out there and get two and outs every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they are the official team of the two and out podcast when it comes to two and outs. They gotta lead the league in that category. Uh, so- well, and come come November, or come you know October, they'll be tenth because the Rouge Or will surpass them in defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jock Cartier actually tweeted us. Maybe if you do put. Al's jerseys on the Rouge or they could win a few games, but will they? Be, will they be under the salary cap? Would no, the Rouge or be <laughs> guaranteed? They wouldn't be. They'd be fine left and right. Mark my words, I am going to follow the Rouge or defense this year, and I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna find out. Granted, I know that the the, the offenses in 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 that league aren't the greatest, but I, I just want to see because we make this joke. Let's see. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's instead of the NFL versus CFL All Star Game, we need the Rouge Or versus the Montreal Alouettes game. Oh, oh, that'd be that. Oh, that'd just be so good because then maybe maybe then we find out Manzel can only play against college defenses. <laughs> you know what, man? I, I rewatched that game, Hamilton and Montreal. Of course. Manziel, he made some magic happen with evading uh, some defenders here and there. And he does his little float. It's not even a throw. It's just kind of a – it's almost like a three-point shot in basketball mm-hmm. uh, that Sutton couldn't ring in. And there was another one that actually was caught. Uh, I think defenses can figure that out, though. And once they <laughs> they get a hold of him, it's not gonna it's not going to end well. But if he can build no. on that – I don't know. Maybe he can make things happen here. For the Ottawa Red Blacks, here's a sleeper that I really like this week. R.J. Harris, $2,500. Three weeks in a row, he's had at least nine points. He averages actually 10 points a game over the last three. So it's not a bad option, I think, this week. No, and especially with the defense he's going up against, he might, like... I mean, you do still have, you know, Sinopoli, Spencer, and, and Ellingson, but they can't get every pass thrown to them. I mean, R.J. Harris has a chance to to really beat up on a on a really bad defense this week for sure. Yeah, the, the Owls have given up 18 touchdowns. It is the <laughs> most in this. Those are passing touchdowns, by the way. That is the most in the CFL so far. So if you want to start yourself, Trevor Harris... I get the thumbs up. I'm going with the all-Harris team this week. Andrew, Trevor, and RJ. Hmm. No reaction. I, I, I have a little different mindset when it came to my lineup. It might be a little, might be a little obvious because people know how I feel. But um. <laughs> Okay, did you stick with the lineup you texted me earlier? We'll get to that right away here. Maybe. Okay, I am so happy to it's talk It's early. About this. It's it's early though. It's early. <laughs> Is there a possibility that Montreal can steal this one? No, um, stop right now. Okay. No. Manziel's gonna no. start. Vernon Adams uh-huh. is hurt. 
John Bowman is hurt. He's got the torn bicep. He finished last week's game with a torn bicep, which is incredible. I can't imagine how much that would hurt as a defensive end, but he, he kept going in there. Um, I got bit by a mosquito at the lake, and I could barely walk the next day. <laughs> where was the bite? Right, like, where my the top of my foot comes up to my shin, like, right oh, in that crease. Oh, those are brutal. Oh, uh, you can't scratch it enough, right? That is the worst place to get a bite. And now it's bleeding. <laughs> if, if you want a sleeper for the Alouettes, I really like William Stanback. So, two mm-hmm. weeks ago, he had a hundred and... What, 47 return yards. Last week, he had 119 return yards to go with 55 yards on the ground. So there is a cheap uh, running back option. If this game goes the way a lot of people think it's going to go, the Owls are going to be blown out, and they throw Standback in there to get some more rushing yards, which if they keep building this guy up, he could be the successor to Tyrell Sutton in a season or two in Montreal. So I don't mind taking Standback as a sleeper. So there's some really cheap options if you really do want to fit Mike Riley into your lineup this week. But back to the question. You don't think there's a possibility that Montreal steals one here? No. Like, Okay, let, let, let's start with the quarterbacks. Who's, whose quarterback is better? Well, Ottawa. Whose receiving core is better? Ottawa. Whose running backs are better? That, I think well, that's a push. That, that, that's a push. Okay, I'll give you that. Whose defense, whose defense is better? <sighs> hey, Ottawa gave up 42 <laughs> points last week. And uh, ah, Montreal to gave a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They so- had no film on them. They had no film. Okay, this is the be-all, end-all. Whose coach knows what they're doing? Okay, you got Ottawa there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rest my case. Okay, you're, pick, you're picking the Red Blacks? Yeah, in more ways than one, you could say. <laughs> yeah, well, good. I'll, I'll pick the Red Blacks, too. Um, which of the big three in Ottawa is going to have the biggest game? Is Ellingson finally going to break out? He's like $5,690 right now in TSN CFL Fantasy. This might be the cheapest mm-hmm. I've ever seen him on that game. So if he's going to break out with the amount of passing touchdowns that Montreal gives out, this might be the week. But traditionally, Sinopoli has lit up the Alouettes. Spencer broke out last week. Who's going to be the big game this week? I, I I still think it's Sinopoli. I mean, you got to ride the hot hand, and he's been so good this year, and he plays he plays so well against Montreal. You know, he's they're the second highest average that he has. He's averaging nineteen point two points this year. Wow! And like the the last three weeks has been thirty four point one, seventeen point two, twenty one point nine. He's like, a PPR monster because they keep throwing him the ball too. Yeah, and and in those three weeks, eleven catches, nine catches, seven catches, so that that's wow. twenty seven points right there. That's awesome, right? And then like he's he's averaging over a hundred yards a game in those in those last three at one fourteen. You know, like I I don't know how you go away from him, or else he's going to end up like Goldberg, like we saw his <laughs> mugshot. Right? That's why that's why you keep riding the hot hands. If you don't put him in the shootout and you let a cold Julie the cat go in there, it just ruins a guy. So you ride the hot hand this week, I think, still. 
All right. Now, uh, Joe Balineski gave us a backhanded comment on Twitter by saying, uh, we give the best fantasy analysis, but we're always wrong. I'm not really sure how to take that. So who's the Brazilian tie player of the week where you think he is just going to go off and then he does nothing? Or I think this is the Brazilian tie player of the week where you think he's going to have a so-so game and then just lights it up. I, I think last week it was Deontay Spencer. The week before it was Mike yep. Riley. Who's it yep. going to be this week? Um, that is a great question. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Emmanuel Arsenal. Um, I, he, it's early in the year. This is a game that he should uh, you know, be able to get something done because of of the defense, but I I haven't seen much from him to to suggest that that is going to happen. So I'm going to go with Arsenal. So there's 170 yards and three touchdowns right there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your lineup? <laughs> well, let's see. Quarterback Trevor Harris, running back William Powell. Oh. My other running back, Brennan Galander, is really hoping for a blowout and that he gets some carries. Brad Sinopoli, Deontay Spencer is my wide receivers. R.J. Harris is my flex. And I couldn't decide on a defense, so I just picked Ottawa. <laughs> and I have $94 left. That is amazing. This could change, but I doubt it. So my lineup is anchored by three stars. And three sleepers. So I've got Trevor mm-hmm. Harris, Andrew Harris, and Duke Williams. But I've got William Standback, R.J. Harris, Ricky Collins, and the Ottawa defense. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure about Harris, Harris, and Williams. I'm not so sure about Standback, Harris, Harris, and Collins. But I spent a lot hey, of money. Standback's going to get a lot of return yards because they're going to get the ball kicked to him a lot. Yeah, so he could get himself 175, 200 return yards, and that's a nice day right there. So if yeah, if I score a lot of points with my lineup, I know Standback should be getting a lot of points for you. <laughs> Three hundred and forty-six dollars in my lineup there, which I don't like, man. That- that's got to be killing you. It absolutely is. I actually made a lineup. Oh, I had $1 left, and I was like, do I just leave it? <laughs> but uh, I'll stick with this $346 left. You know what? I kind of wish CFL Fantasy was like Cutthroat Kitchen, where you win the money that you have left over. I like it. Oh, so and- I- and who doesn't love Alton Brown? Exactly. The greatest television host in TV right now. He's the reason Good I'm eats, watching Iron man. Chef again. Good Eats was the, was, the, was the ticket. So there's a new channel. It's called the Cooking Channel. My PVR is full of Good Eats right now. <laughs> They're all repeats. You do know this, right? I do, but I, I watch okay. stuff and then I start uh, cooking like Alton Brown. Well, if I, if I come across... Uh, what's her name? Giada, whatever. I, I usually stop. <laughs> oh, we had some fun today. Well, you have some fun in Manitoba, <laughs> and you stay cool. How are you feeling after 40, 40 minutes here? Moist. Moist. So many people got so mad at you for that word. Exactly. <laughs> 
There's the name of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I just... Ah. <laughs> we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. If you like to and out, you're probably going to find something you like at the Alberta Podcast Network. There's a wrestling podcast on their best wrestling podcast. I know they'll keep you covered for SummerSlam that's coming up in a couple weeks. So check those guys out. There is every topic, everything on there. Uh, Give us a rating, a review, a subscription on iTunes. It helps uh, other people find To and Out. And uh, we will talk to you Monday morning after the three games this week. Enjoy. And Brazilian Taya, go have a shower, okay? It'll be my second one in the last hour and a half. <laughs> like I worked harder right I worked harder now than I did all day. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.